welcome back to the fourth episode of Silver Lining Podcast. So today, Spencer and I are super excited. Spencer, do you want to introduce our guest today? I gladly will. Um, today, our guest is Jake Aikenbrandt. He is the Young Life Area Director. Um, super cool guy, really close to me. Means a lot to me. He has a wife, Kelsey, and a, and a baby. She's super cute. So, Jake, you want to yeah, say anything about yourself? Yeah. Hey guys, this is fun, man. Here we go. We're doing it. We're really doing it. Thanks for having me on your show. This is really exciting for me. Yeah. So my family, I'm married to a wonderful woman named Kelsey. Uh, we've been married now for four years. Pretty crazy. We've celebrated four years in October. Thanks. And we have a sweet little daughter named Adeline and she is actually turning one on Thursday. Her first Thursday. Thursday Are you having up. a big party for her? No, not doing a big party, just a little family cake gathering. On cake on her face? She'll probably have some cake on her face. We're going to give her a little cupcake. And then she'll oh. probably, hopefully we'll smash it. It'll be super cute. Get some good pictures. Gotcha. Um, Anything else about you? Not really. We live in Thomasville now for three years. Um, well, this is the third year we've been in Thomasville. Uh, I work for UNI, and that's really it. So as a kid, did you grow up in church? I did, yes. Uh, so I was what I would call uh, a staff kid for the Young Life. So like I have like a Young Life Christian family is what I kind of grew up in. Both my parents were on staff with Young Life um, and also was really involved with church my whole life growing up. Um, so yeah, I, I grew up you know, knowing about Jesus and with my parents, you know, doing ministry full time. Um, so definitely grew up in a Christian household. Gotcha. Where did you grow up? So I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, born and raised in a little town called Homewood. It's like the, the name of the city I was actually living in, in the greater Birmingham area. Um, so I lived there from the time I was born until I graduated high school. Nice. Yeah. So you can ask one. When did you decide to accept Jesus into your life? Well, the time that it really became real for me, where I started actually living my life for Jesus um, was before the summer before my sophomore year of high school. I went to Windy Gap, this young life camp in North Carolina, um, had the best week of my life. And while I was there, decided like, man, this is like, this is what my life needs to be. Like, this is what I'm made for. Um, really felt like I had like a lot of head knowledge about Jesus and about Christianity and God, you know, growing up in that kind of environment. But, um, my heart hadn't really caught up to my head knowledge yet. I didn't really have a relationship with Jesus yet. So the summer before my sophomore year of high school. That's awesome. Um, kind of forgot about this when I was writing these questions, but Windy Gap was also the same place where I accepted Christ to my life. And it was just down the hill and on a bench from where Jake did. That's right. It was cool to be there with Spence. You know, it was, I think, like 13 years later. Yeah, it was like the 12 or 13 years. It was close to my, my Christian birthday, actually, when we went. And that was fun to be there. It was fun. It's when he decided to, to make the, take the plunge, too. It was, it was, it was a, sweet, a sweet thing from the Lord to get, to get to have that. So what's been the hardest part of your walk with Christ before? Man, um, that's a tough question. I would say when I look back, when I've struggled the most in my walk with the Lord is when I am one, like not spending time with him. Um, 
when I've been inconsistent about like really spending time in scripture and in prayer, um, having like my daily uh, time with the Lord, when that's lacking, I'm probably not doing well. And that's been, that, that's probably when I'm at my lowest point as a follower of Jesus, when I'm not connected to, to him. Um, and also I'd say too, when I have been isolated from community, I think that we are made for community with each other and with God. And so I think that um, when I have isolated myself from my friends or my, you know, people who point me towards Jesus, I definitely feel like that's, those have been times too where I've been um, having a hard time as I walk with the Lord. I feel that because like right now during exams, really stressed out and just like school, school, school. Um, <laughs> occasionally I'm in my bunny suit, if no one knows what that is. I'm a bunny on most game days. And, but like during the stress of school and like all the schoolwork, I've been like, stop reading my Bible every night just because I want to go to bed and I just kind of see myself like further away from him right now than a while ago. I have a question. Um, so during COVID, like the first initial lockdown, you, when you, you said you like to be not isolated from community like a lot of us do you think you saw like a difference in your relationship with christ then then normal or yeah. like did it get stronger i think i think that it was a little bit of both at, at certain times i think initially it was really hard um to be isolated from my community but also from like just people in general was really hard i think you know like i said i think we are just made for community and i think that we're made for relationships. That's how, that's how God made us. And um, I think the, lacking that was definitely really hard for me and for sure a lot of people. Um, I also think, though, that there were times during COVID where it felt like, wow, I have more time to spend with Jesus than I ever have in my life. For sure. And so if I was, like, waking up and didn't spend time with the Lord, it was like, why would I, why would I not? I'm not doing anything else. You know, it's like, I can choose between like getting up and turning the TV on or taking 20 minutes and like spending time with scripture. And so I think there were times where it felt like, wow, I feel like I have a lot more time. I don't feel as rushed to like get out the door or whatever. So there was some sweet time too in there where it felt like the Lord, you know, really drew me closer to him through that. So I think a little bit of both, but definitely um, feel like there was some good growth that happened there too. All right. When you were a child, did you ever imagine yourself becoming a young life leader or like anything in the ministry subject? Yeah, um, a little bit. So I always, you know, growing up, you know, Christianity was always like, it kind of like was like, oh, that's like my dad's job. Young life was like what my dad does. And my mom was like, I never reviewed it as anything else, really. Um, I was like, it'd be cool to do what my dad does. You know, it was a fun way to grow up. You know, people who are on staff at Young Life, do these things called assignments in the summertime, which is where we go and work at a life camp and help put it on. So like when you guys have been to camp, there's been a speaker there. There have been like program skit people there. There have been work crew and summer staff. And so those people are the ones who are on assignment. And so part of my job is a month every summer I go to work at camp. And as a staff kid, it was awesome because I got to go every summer of my life as a kid and like spend a month at Young Life Camp with like no responsibility and just like living at camp and it was so fun. Um, so to me, I was like, man, that would be a fun thing to do one day. But I never wanted to do it because of Jesus. It was always like, 
it was fun. That seems like a fun job. And then I think as I got older, after I started following Jesus, I really felt drawn to ministry. Like I knew eventually I would maybe want to go into ministry. I felt like, you know, after I met uh, Jesus at camp, I kind of turned and started trying to minister to my friends and became kind of like a a junior leader uh, for Young Life in high school and, um, you know, led wildlife, was a a wildlife middle school leader. And so I definitely felt drawn to ministry. Um, When I got to college, I became a a Young Life leader um, at Auburn and started then to really think like, this is what the Lord has for me, I think, is to do ministry. And I wasn't sure if that meant like ministry with Young Life or like as a youth pastor at a church or like what that looked like. So I kind of explored a lot of options there. I, you know, I was a young life leader, and then I also interned for a summer at the church that I grew up in to kind of see like the church side of ministry. And so, um, and then I interned at a summer camp for Young Life summer camp on like the property staff side to kind of just really see what what the Lord had for me. It just felt like, you know, during my senior year of college, like I think the Lord really wants me to go on staff at Young Life, and so. Here I am. So were you one of the really cute uh, babies, like in the floaties on the pool? Oh, yeah. I was like definite staff kid in the pool every day, like just living my best life at camp. Like I I went to Sharp Top when they didn't even have like a lake. Oh, wow. It was only like a pool. It was like 1999. Like my dad was on the first ever assignment there when they didn't even have like campers. It was just like. A work month where they just went and, like cleared out roads and like chopped down trees and I just went and like caught frogs and turtles and stuff and um, it was awesome. So yeah, it was that was like my my childhood was every summer going to a different young life camp and getting to like spend the month there. It was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. So you're obviously a young life leader too. So like, what's been the best part about being a young life leader? Oh man. The best part of being a leader is just like making friends like y'all. Like, yeah, we're cool. There are times where my job feels like stressful and hard, especially during COVID, because my job now as an area director has a lot more roles besides just being in like direct ministry as a young life leader. But the thing that makes me have so much joy in my job is like breakfast on breakfast Friday. on Friday mornings with my boys, like you know, going to football practice or got going to soccer games or whatever, like it is like the best part of my job is being in like leader and getting to just like become friends with the high school students. All right. I agree with that. Breakfast on Fridays, pretty nice. True. Really good. True. All right. And what is a memorable quote or piece of scripture that has changed you? Oh man. Okay. Well, there's a couple. I have one tattooed on my arm. It's Ephesians 5, verses 1 and 2, uh, and it says, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And that's really become my life verse. And my tattoo has the word relentless underneath it. Um, And the relentless is like just how I want to live that out in my life. I want to relentlessly uh, be an imitator of God. I want to relentlessly live a life of love um and two is like a thing of like you know the lord was so relentless in his pursuit of me and so i want to be relentless in my pursuit of him and in our relationship and as i grow in him um yeah so that's kind of like my life verse 
But Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, I think it's pretty good. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah. All right, now we have questions from the listeners. Um, you can find these, like, the day before the podcast. We usually put, like, a thing on our Instagram story, and you can just type out some questions. But we have a few, so. Okay, so what's your dream place to visit and why? Uh, dream place to visit? Uh, I've been to a lot of cool places, but probably the one that Kelsey and I have talked about the most wanting to go visit is Europe. I've never been to Europe before. Kelsey's been before. Um, so Specifically, Italy. We want to go to Italy really bad. Um, just a lot of cool stuff to do there. Um, a lot of cool history there. Good food. We're, we're big on food. We love food. I love food, too. Um, my favorite or my like dream place would probably be Guam. My dad grew up like traveling. His dad was in the Navy and he was my dad's dad was stationed there for a couple of years. And that's where my dad like learned to ride a bike and stuff. So I think it'd be cool to get a Guam. Guam. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's like a cool place. I would probably pick like Fiji or like mm-hmm. a cool island. Maybe Greece, because I'm kind of a beach water person. So I feel like it's like Relaxing. Do you know what popular TV show is filmed in Fiji? What? Survivor. Oh, it's so pretty. Yeah, so the first like 20 something seasons or more, they jumped around different places in the world, but then they went to Fiji and they were like, this is the best place to have Survivor. So now the last like 10 seasons have been in uh, Fiji. That'd be so cool. Fun, they actually just be on Fun fact. All right, this one's a little weird, probably a little touchy. People don't want to know this about you, but. Uh, did you have a comfort item as a child? And if you did, do you still have it? You know, I'm pretty sure that I had like a little blanket. I don't have it anymore. But I remember there being like this blue blanket. I think that my Nana might have like made it for me. Like it's like a, it's like a knitted thing. And I remember it being like just torn to shreds. But I do not have it anymore. My mom might have it. I had a little bear thing. It was like a small bear head with like one of the squeaker things. So, and then it was like a little dress thing that his body was. With oh, like a yeah, it was like a super small blanket. But I don't have mine. But uh, my sister might kill me for saying this, but she still has hers, <laughs> and she loves it. So they're called lovies. Lovies. Yeah, I went and got one of those. It's very small. It's like a, we call her lovey. It's like a little panda. Yeah. with a little yeah, strip. So she says it every night. I had a webkins. You remember webkins? Webkins. Everyone had a webkins. Okay, but I had a webkins, and there was an elephant named Ellie, and I couldn't sleep without Ellie. And then when my niece was born, Ellie I gave elephant. it. I gave it to her, and she was born. So now she has very nice. Well, that's all we got today. So cool. Yeah, that was really fun. Guys, this is great. Thanks for having me on. This Anytime. is a dream come true. Thanks for having, having like talking. Yeah, having talking. This that's is awesome, all it is. <laughs> All right, so we'll probably have a podcast out coming out next week or the next week. So just go follow our Instagram at silverlining.podcast and share our podcast with any friends that you have or people that you would think in, would enjoy it. So anything else you have to add, Spencer? No, thank you, Jake. Love thank having you. you. Yeah, I love you guys. Week. This is fun. Yeah.